Uh, hello and welcome back to the Reeve and Bloom show. I think that's what we're going to be calling it from uh, here on in. We're still in lockdown. It's still a thing. And uh, this is a great excuse for me and uh, Ben to catch up. Myself, Jack Reeve, Benjamin Bloom, to talk about all things Norwich and Ipswich and a bit of football intertwined. Um, how are you, my friend? I'm good. Yeah, some difficult. We just chatting um, before the red light went on. Some difficult decisions coming up now with... Um... I'm in education, so um, June the first is a bit of a bit of a D-day, and I suppose how it's going to parlay into the football conversation. You're always hoping that someone one stage ahead of you is going to make a decision <laughs> for yeah. you, but it's just yeah, it just doesn't doesn't seem to be happening. Um, seems from a football point of view now that some way is clearing if we don't get a if we don't get a second spike, but. You know. It's really odd, isn't it? Because I think we were all really hoping that there'd be some clarity on Sunday from the people in charge. And actually, it's just kind of muddied the waters even more, which is both annoying from a from a football perspective, which we're here to talk about today, and also our personal lives. I mean, your job and, and everyone's job is up in the air. Do you go back? Do you put your, your yourself at risk for the for the upside of a bit of cash in the pocket? It's like it's there's so many tough decisions to be made, as you said. And the only way you're going to get clarity is um, if the numbers, you know, the horrible numbers go down consistently whilst we're ramping up. Sorry, I sound like ramping up. Jesus Christ. We're, we're all, our vocabulary has totally changed in these last few weeks. So whilst one goes down and one goes up and we don't get a second, but it needs to do that for a few weeks before people yeah. are like, oh, okay, there's, there's, there's a way out of this. but I'm, we... I'm not sure what it's like with you, but I've certainly noticed. I know that now it's Wednesday, rules have slightly relaxed and everything, but it's been like this for a few weeks, I think. I think people have, have, have not been you know, flouting the rules, but have, um, have, have taken a slightly more relaxed approach. But the thing with life and football, we have to get back up and running at some point. In football terms, if you don't, football clubs go bust, football clubs go missing. And in life, if you don't, then food suddenly becomes tough to put on the table so yeah let's um let's try and get on to slightly lighter um we're not doing a politics podcast then jack yeah, well i imagine <laughs> i imagine um i don't I think, think you or i are qualified to do that <laughs> i watched your um your podcast with kieran Maguire, the, the football finance expert and, and that got slightly political at points i think it did yeah um good good watch that lots of um i don't know if did norwich come up Specifically, I mean, Ipswich always comes parachute up. Parachute payments did. Oh, with me! What a <laughs> what a surprise there! Yeah, so um, I'm sure we'll I'm sure we'll get onto all that. But good chat with um, with Kieran. Even though um, your friend of mine, Simon Jordan, um, took took issue with some of the comments on Twitter, but um, there we go. The fact he even knows who we are is is lovely, isn't it? So I was really intrigued by um, the fact that he didn't when you said like how many clubs do you think in the lower leagues are going to go bust he seemed quite optimistic about it all and he basically his justification was which seemed odd for a man who who deals in such numbers that the community spirit around football clubs are different to other businesses so they can often be helped by kind of being propped up by fan support and they'll always kind of be there which for a man as as clever as him I was kind of surprised about well, he's right about the community spirit and the propping up. It's just that that is there, obviously. But when, I'm sure we'll get into the Norwich announcements, you know, this morning on 
what are you going to do? And I've had a I've had a hilarious letter from Marcus Evans that um, had my name here and then dear customer here, <laughs> which uh, you know it just kind of sums up the communication at the Ipswich. I uh, when I was at journalism college, Jack, I had this old school. Um, it's called Nigel, and he smoked fifty Marlboro Reds a day and worked for the worked for all of the Red Tops. And he said. You, let me tell you now, if you ever get a letter and your name is spelt wrong, don't even open the I don't even open the letter. If someone can't be bothered to um you know, get my name right and Yeah. Yeah, that that's kind of stuck with me. So when I'm dear customer or whatever it said, but <laughs> yes, we we'll we'll get on to um the decisions that um you know that be interested to know what you're gonna do. I can tell you what I'm gonna do and um yeah. Should we talk about that now then? I think that's probably yeah, okay. a, good, a good segue. So um, the government announced there's not going to be any sport even behind closed doors before June the 1st, which basically means that season ticket holders essentially um, won't be seeing any more football at their respective grounds this season or the money that they've paid for this season. So Norwich, I don't know, you can talk about Ipswich in a moment, but Norwich have, um, I think they were probably one of the first actually, one of the clubs to announce um, what they're going to be doing with season ticket holders. So I pay for my ticket up front at the start of the season, which is 500 odd quid. It's not cheap. Um, And now because we've got, I think there's six home games, something like that. um, We're not going to be seeing them. So we're due a refund. So for me in the Barclays and adult, it's like 115 quid that I'll be getting back. Families of four, of course, a lot more. Some people have paid ahead for uh, away tickets away memberships, like it really starts to add up for some people. So Norwich have given us three options. One, take a pro-rated refund. So whatever money you're owed, you get back into your personal bank account. Two is support the academy. So your money would go direct to Colney and helping the, the academy teams. And three is supporting the Community Sports Foundation, which is Norwich's official charity, which does great work throughout the community and I've been really interested actually seeing the response on Twitter and Facebook and I know it's tough to take social media opinions as as kind of fact but (laughs) a lot of people are doing different things and and I'm really I don't think there's been too many people getting annoyed about people taking like refunds but the way I see it I've paid for a product that I haven't received for all of it I'm fully entitled to that refund and I would much rather I'm not I'm going to take it and I'm going to you know help because all jobs are very uncertain at the moment so that money is going to be very um very helpful in my bank account but I don't see why people think it's vital in Norwich's sake to prop up a stable Premier League football club like I just don't see that as a as a mind of making you like a better fan um so I'm going to take my refund happily um what's what's the situation with 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 yours yeah, there's a similar thing. I mean, it's not a hundred million quid's worth of broadcast money, but what comes into the argument at Ipswich is, oh, Marcus Evans is loaded, you know. Yeah. So uh, it's it's and again, it comes it comes to this like sort of moral social thing of, oh, should matey boy down the road with his I don't know his garage be allowed to take help from the government? Yeah. If um I don't know. Uh, a much much richer person who runs a business should they get the help and and they don't and you, it's very difficult because you don't want to ever well I don't want to end up sounding like the the you know the extreme view on Twitter the little man of oh any big business is evil and yeah, money yeah. is evil and you know they don't deserve it uh, it's a bit of a weird situation 
I have a season ticket at Portman Road, which is a podcast season ticket. So yeah. I cover the season ticket. And if anyone wants to go and sit upstairs in the nice, in the nice seat in the empty top of the pile, <laughs> um, they they can do so. So my decision was fairly easy. It was, and I renewed for next season, just kind yeah. of on the basis of a little bit of support for the club and to guarantee the the nice seat for and to support my podcast guys as well. So, but. Obviously, yeah, if you're in a household where two people have been furloughed and you've got four season tickets, yeah, you need that refund. So I think it's um I I, I appreciate what, what Norwich have done. That sounds that sounds really good. Um a, a, their situation will be different than Ipswich's, which will be different than maybe Ipswich and Norwich are both spoilt compared to Rochdale or yeah. South End or whatever where there isn't tv money or a rich you know like a stable premier league club so it's so tricky jack i think Massively. i think our clubs have done okay and um i think we'd leave it up to the fans i think you'd probably agree massively yeah i think that there isn't kind of one rule for all is that everyone knows their personal circumstances better than than anyone and just make the decision based off of what you feel is right. And I think whatever the decision is made, I mean, what you do with your hundred quid left on your season ticket pot isn't really a massive, like an important decision in the grand scheme of things. But it's um, like you say, there's been so many kind of moral decisions recently. I mean, the, the furloughing of staff of some Premier League football clubs, Norwich included, was massively criticised. And we saw Spurs and Liverpool reverse theirs. And I heard Stuart Webber talking about the furloughing of, of Norwich staff um, this morning. And he said, well, I've been a member of staff at a football club before in a, in a lower paid job. He was at, at Wrexham and other, and other clubs like that. And he said, for the staff, it's that security. And, and Norwich is self-funded. It sounds harsh, but I genuinely think that if there was no work for people behind the scenes at football club, they would have just been made redundant if it, was, if it, if it wasn't for the furlough scheme. Because clubs and businesses operate harshly and if staff members aren't you know doing work and, and generating revenue then they're disposable and it's as simple as that and how can the government offer uh, we're going to offer the furlough scheme unless your turnover is above x amount higher turnover doesn't equate to higher profits and it certainly doesn't equate to um you, you'd assume the bigger the company the more money they're losing i know there's how whoever at the post office down the road is right right on it yeah. but yeah i i was kind of the same as you i'm like well you gotta offer it you, you know we're in a democracy you're gonna offer it to a, a post office you gotta offer it in a garage you gotta offer it to a football club so yeah, yeah bit of a bit of a tricky one though i I think there was a, a lot of outrage um on that and i and i do think it's different for newcastle and norwich than it is for um liverpool and spurs they're, yeah, they're completely different yeah. level organization norwich as well i mean Norwich don't have the revenues that Newcastle draw no. probably double double the gate receipts, don't yeah. they? So, and it's a, it's a thing of like if we knew that this was only going to be a two month thing, then I'm sure Norwich would have been like, yeah, we'll cover the wages. But we don't know how long. You can't plan. You can't plan, and that's that's been the the, the really unsettling thing amongst all of this. Um, okay, so that's season tickets. What's the current state of play for Ipswich then, because it's dead confusing. You've got League One and League Two operating on certain guidelines. You've got the Championship, who I saw 
The Athletic say this morning are the forgotten league amongst all of this. Oh, not you've by us, the, Jack. <laughs> you've got the Premier League who are um, who are just going off and doing their own thing as they always do, and then you've got the National League, who clubs like Kings Lynn are, are very much involved in, also doing another thing. So Ipswich League One, what's going on? So we'll probably get completely stitched up by this because they'll probably make the announcement five minutes before we jump. <laughs> yeah. So we've got a meeting today. Um, it's difficult to know how long they're going to take to resolve things. Um, the general thought is that League One and Two are going to be cancelled today or tomorrow. Um, so yeah. again, we're recording on Wednesday morning. I think the Premier League one was four or five hours. Safe to say this one should be a little bit more cut and dried. I'm happy with the EFL kind of fragment in a little bit because the championship is a completely different, you know, kettle of fish to League One and League Two because of the proximity to the Premier League, because of the parachute payments, because of the cliff edge. We, you know, you can't... and. I have plenty of people comment on my YouTube channel saying, oh, it's the EFL. But I'm, I'm perfectly happy for that. The general feeling is it's going to be weighted points per game. So home and away taken into account. Not the hilarious yeah. suggestion of using the first 23 f- fixtures, which would give Ipswich the most unfair, ridiculous promotion in the history can you imagine they ratified that? I saw, some, um, God. I saw some Liverpool fans suggesting that this morning. And That'd if be the worst that, promotion in the history of if, football, wouldn't if, it? If, if you did that in the Premier League, Liverpool fans were saying, like, this is a great idea. It would obviously crown Liverpool as champions. It would also relegate Everton as well. No way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, and at least people are now coming out and talking self-interest. Look, I like Lee Bowyer. I think he's a, he's a good manager. He's gone on Sky Sports yesterday saying, oh, well, Charlton have only been in the drop zone for five days. And then, of course, oh, I think we should use the 23-game rule. Where would Charlton be then? Mm-hmm. Eight places higher or whatever. So at least and um, we've had a couple, I think, Scott Duxbury from Watford. And there's one other, uh, the Brighton guy, where they've actually said, yeah, of course there's self-interest. Of course, yeah. you know, I've got a duty to, duty to my club. But um, no, from an, from an Ipswich point of view, um, obviously as a club with a, you know, quote, cash-rich owner, um, we're, we're very spoiled in terms of other League One clubs. The cancellation is, you know, I think it's Dulwich Hamlet or someone said that they will survive as a club because of cancelling fixtures. Um, because they okay. don't have the, the revenue. So I'm I'm happy with that. I'm happy with the points per game thing. But again, self-interest, if we'd been fourth in our points per game, one way had put us second or whatever, third, you know. So I've got suppose, no self-interest. Yeah, I suppose with it with Ipswich is, as you say, you've got in the grand scheme of things of League One, a cash rich owner, and you're also in a position where promotion isn't a thing and, and relegation isn't a thing. So... Do you think your opinion is slightly skewed in a, in a sense that I'd, I'd be happy with points per game because we're not going to get promoted and we're not going to get relegated? If you were seventh or, or eighth or something and, and playoffs were, 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 could be a thing, would that be different then for you? It, yeah, it possibly is. I can't sit here and say, oh, I'm so open-minded. It's not, <laughs> it's not being skewed slightly. Yeah, of course. And who is it in League Two? Someone is going to... Is it Exeter are going to... Swap yeah. with 
and they're going to drop out of the, you know, and I'm sure we'll talk about Villa with their game in hand, etc. Mm. Um, it pro- probably, probably is skewed. But like we said in our opening segment, Jack, you, you, in this world at the moment, you want to be the person who doesn't have the hard decision, don't you? So yeah. as an Ipswich fan, you're sat in that seat of not having the hard decision of, say, a Norwich who are in a relegation zone who could get out and are going to be not given the chance to do that. So, yeah, um, if if I'm really honest with myself, it's it's nice to not have to worry about that. Yeah, for sure. I, we, I mean, we started recording at quarter to ten and just before um, we started, Stuart Webber was on on Sky Sports News and he was of the opinion that the season should be finished, whether that's behind closed doors. He said he was open to the idea of of neutral venues. He just believes that the season has to be finished. And if it isn't to be finished, then there can't be promotions and relegations because then you're suddenly changing kind of rules of football. And and he said the analogy, well, we're still in the FA Cup. So does that mean we're joint winners of the FA Cup? If we can't, if promotions and relegations are are granted, then I guess we've won the FA Cup because we're still in it. So it's a really, for Norwich, I, I look at Norwich in a, in a sense, we're, we're six points adrift. We are not going to survive. I, I can't see it if we were to play the games out. So it's kind of a, a, not a win-win, but it's like there's not really anything to lose for Norwich. The, the worst case is we go down and the best case, which is going to happen anyway, the best case is the season gets null and voided and we remain in the division, but then you lose out on a load of money. So... I, I honestly don't care less. The only thing I care about at this present moment is the safety of the players. And I can't see how that can be possibly guaranteed within the next two months. Um, because, that you know, there's talks of tackling, facing away from the ball and just nonsense like that. So I don't really care too much if it's played or not played. I just want to know that... that players kind of aren't being used as as guinea pigs really yeah um i like stuart weber i'm you know i'm a fan of stuart weber i'd, I'd love to have him at <laughs> ipswich that'd be lovely wouldn't it um with the the fa cup analogy doesn't really work for me because it's much easier to cancel a, a cup competition and just oh we don't have an fa cup for this year than it is a, a league that has then knock-on implications for next year although when did norwich last get to the quarterfinals of the it FA was like cup? I think it was like 20 odd years ago. It was a long yeah. one. So that's another thing that you're effectively losing out on. Um, the position I'm starting to take with all of this is that um, it's not fair as an argument. And I know that's not what Weber's doing. I'm just saying from a general point of view, it's not fair as an argument now doesn't help. It doesn't help. Our starting position is it's not fair. The league stopped with nine games to go. It's not fair. Whatever happens, it's not fair. And there's now <laughs> grades of it's not fair and how many people it's not fair to, etc., etc. Um, I agree with him that if we can play it out, great. Um, I, I, I guess I kind of agree with him that if it can't be played out, that, quote, it's not fair if, if people go down and it's not fair if... Um, you know, Liverpool don't get the get, get the title or what have you. Um, I, suppose it, I suppose it's less to do with it being fair. It's more to do with it the integrity of the competition, is it not? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's totally true. There, there, there isn't there. There's less integrity in um, 
generating a finish based on information than there is in playing it. Of course, yeah, absolutely yeah. there is. The the one issue I have, and people disagree with me on this, um, that I think if you are generating a finish, then that has to have promotions and relegations. I don't subscribe to the idea that Liverpool can win the title but teams can't be relegated. Yeah, that, yeah. And that, that I could be wrong about that. That doesn't wash with me. I would find null and void, quote, fairer than giving Liverpool the title, but not... And this is not an anti-Norwich yeah. or Villa thing or whoever. I don't see how you can implement half of it one way and half of it the other, but... <laughs> no, Matt, I think you either, you either do one or the other. You... you... Although Liverpool are going to win the league if it resumed, you can't say that they're champions and then relegate Norwich and Villa and whoever the other team may be. And I think if I was sat here as a Villa fan, I'd be much more annoyed about the prospect of a points-per-game finish or, or something like that or neutral venue because they have a, an actual fighting chance. I don't think Norwich do, and I think it'd be unfair to, to say we do. But, but I you do. That... Hypothetically, you do. That's and yeah, that's the that's the that's the whole... That's the whole argument. You can, you know, weird things. I remember Burton a couple of years ago, like we're terrible all season, won three and drew one of the last yeah. five. And they didn't have a they didn't have a chance. But strange, I know the, the Premier League is less crazy than the championship and, you know, you can you can map it out better. But it's so tricky, isn't it? So, so tricky. It's really tricky. And we, this links actually to a question we, we received on Twitter from the Unthanked Kitchen, which is a lovely pub in Norwich, actually. Uh, can you see a situation happening where football is restarted in the Premier League or the Championship, but the players unite and refuse to play? I don't think so, because um, there'll be hell to pay if that happens, particularly if the teachers go back on June the 1st and then, the you know, in a school where you can't social distance and are putting themselves at risk and are not independently wealthy young men with great immune systems that could say no. And then the footballers refuse to go back. I think, I, I think that would be ill-advised. Obviously we want the players to be safe, but um, who, who has got a guarantee of safety in any, um, in any scenario of going back to work? at the moment maybe yeah. a painter and decorator who's working on new houses who can go in on their own work on the house and and leave on their own i don't think that would be a good look for for footballers on the basis that they do seem to have choices that other people don't football's not vital the bus drivers have to go back sorry i'm i'm getting very political here but i don't think that would be a good look for footballers i think it wouldn't be well received um if they did that what, what's your view on that i'm kind of split because i saw um todd campwell tweet the other day it was it, i can't remember what he quote tweeted but he's he basically uh, said we are people too we are we are people too and i, and I get that and I, I i know you work in education so your um view of the sector is a whole lot better than mine but i've seen some head teachers basically say that if the rules are still in place because obviously they can change up to um June the 1st, but they won't be reopening the schools because they don't think it, it's safe. So, And then teachers will be seen as villains across the country. And, yeah, I, I and guess. Teachers I, are, uh, sorry, Jack, to interrupt. That actually holds back the economy. Everyone wants the schools to go back because then the economy can move. Mm. The, foot, football is a different issue. If football doesn't start, we can still 
you know, kickstart the economy. I'm using all of their buzzwords, aren't I? But Yeah, as we said at the start of this show, these guidelines are here to keep us safe and we have to apply these to our own personal circumstances, our personal lives and use that as context. And if football players don't feel safe and especially down two months down the line, if we can get in a situation where we can play, that's fine. But let's not forget these players have to train together and you know, I just don't see how it can be possible nor safe. So if, if the whole Norwich team said we're not playing, I'd be absolutely fine with that. I, I, and I, if, 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 the, if the Ipswich team said they were, I know that League One are in a different um, situation, but I'd be fine with that as well. I, I think that people have to make their own minds up. Um, it probably wouldn't be the best look. But has, has football ever cared about that? <laughs> no. Yeah, Don't it? get me wrong, Jack. I'm not having a football players are, are pretty much my heroes. You know, I, lo- I love football players. They, I, I look up to them and admire them. I from if football in complete isolation, what you say is of course correct. Can it be safer? No, we'll wait until it's safer. But I just think when you then plonk that into the wider context, it starts to get a little bit, a little bit awkward and I did see some people have put their heads up above the parapet Jack and said it's literally the safest environment you can get they're giving you parking spots they you're going to get way more testing than everybody going to get PPE you're you've got a good there's there's no 70 year olds around um so it's such a such a moral I'm sure people will disagree with me in the comments and they'll agree with me in the comments and yeah as long as they're nice no, about it, then that's fine, you know. It's so tricky, isn't it? And I mean, we've seen, as you say, people have, having to use public transport to get back to work, especially in London, and it's packed. So that's not safe. But I'm, I'm afraid, you know, people are having to do it. Whether that's right or wrong, that's not my call to say. Um, let's get on to um, another question. I can't remember. Oh, yeah, here we go. Um, I can't remember who sent this in, but they said, hi, guys, um, everyone enjoys a good rustle these days, as the youth call it. What's one thing that people say about your respective clubs that winds you up a little bit or makes you do a little eye roll? Um, and don't say nothing, Ben, as cool headed <laughs> as you are. There has to be something. I love that question. Do you want to take it first, Jack? Um, no, you go. I'm, okay. I'm, still trying, I'm still trying to think. You go. The the big one for me, and it was so awful was be careful what you wish for so okay. I, I remember way before um mccarthy left it's saying on our podcast we, we were starting to get oh, be careful what you wish for and i was like saying that is the most dumbass statement you can say because it's so broad and so yeah. general and it can apply to anything because you're basically saying well it, it could be worse well, yeah, of course it could be worse. Any situation could be worse. Any situation could get worse. And then um, McCarthy uh, walks out and then it's, you know, we start getting the national journalism. Oh, be careful what you wish for. And then the idea the next season, as we're plummeting into League One, that, oh, Ipswich fans, this is your fault. You are responsible for everything here. You know, you, you kind of identified that the relationship was up and, it's your fault that he went and it's your fault. So uh, be careful what you wish for was so painful, Jack. Yeah, that's so, a good so chat. We had that when um, when we sacked Chris Hewton. And uh, like the match of the day panel, especially, I remember Alan Shearer being like, just in 
just constantly banging on about how are we taken Norwich their highest Premier League finish in X amount of years. And it's like, yeah, but you don't have to watch that style of football each week. It's probably very similar with the with the Mick McCarthy stuff. Yeah, that's a great shout. I think the one for me, and maybe it's because we are just awful in cup competitions, is <laughs> Ipswich Trans in particular just <laughs> constantly banging on about kind of how many cups you've won. And like like fifteen year olds say, I'm like, you weren't even alive when <laughs> Not, if you're if you're taking that as a as how big your club is as, as a parallel, well, Bradford are bigger than us. They've got to a cup final in in recent years. Pompey, they're bigger than Norwich as well, and bigger than Ipswich because they've won recent cup competitions. It's like Wigan, Wigan, yeah, a Wigan bigger than Ipswich? No, they're not. But if we're basing it off of people's argument to fit their narrative, then Jack, yeah, I did that, a video on this that. for the championship. Do you know the uh, who the biggest club in the championship is on that? Um, uh, would it be like Sheffield Wednesday or someone? Close. Blackburn Rovers. Would it be? For winning a load of titles at the turn of the century. So, um, you know, big club, schmig club, live in the moment, honours. Yeah. Whatever. That's, that's always, whatever, always whatever floats and, your boat, you know. Yeah. And this other one is um, is when, when you draw nil-nil in the Premier League and you get like sort of 15 seconds of highlights and then the, the, the pundits sort of skirt over it because they obviously just haven't watched the game. <laughs> That's why I always quite enjoy getting relegated and, and being on Quest again with, with Colin Murray because you actually get sort of decent decent insight and, uh, and more than 15 seconds. That's always good. That always annoys me slightly. <laughs> yeah, being on Match of the Day, the chance would be a fine thing, wouldn't it? Eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ollie says, who has the best hair and which requires more maintenance? Well, is there much maintenance with yours, Ben? I don't want to be what? sort of overseeing it. Are we not talking about... I thought we were going to talk about Ernel Hernandez or um, or football players uh, here, but um, no. Well, I, I'm not sure. That, that's a good point. I, I was just being slightly big-headed and thinking they were talking about us there. Well, I get <laughs> asked a lot about my hair, and um, I have a very snappy comeback um, when, when people have a pop at my appearance on, on YouTube. I say... This is a football channel. There are plenty of health and beauty uh, makeup yeah. channels you can watch, but I'm sure Ollie's question is um, is is not having no. Having well, a my pop. my hair's kind <laughs> that's of that's tremendous. At the mo- that's actually gone really well today. What I do at the moment is I wash it in the morning. Harry Styles has probably paid somebody, um, you know, lots of money to have it look like that. Of, so I wash of my hair and then I put a hat on, and it sort of goes a bit Rory McIlroy around the sides where it goes a bit bushy, but I haven't had a haircut in well over three months now. So usually I'll have a four, what I'll, what I'll do, I'll go, I'll go into the barbers, I'll say four around the sides, thin it out on top because it gets really thick, and then a little bit off the fringe. That's my, um, my, that's my go-to. Mine is an absolute nightmare, absolute mare to have yeah. hair like this, yeah. And you, you have day one and day two, and you wash, and then if you don't brush it right, it looks awful, and then as soon as you have to tie it up to do anything you you know you know it's going to look crap for the next couple of days but jack i'm i'm not tall i'm not particularly handsome i'm not particularly no, i'm not are. particularly athletic i'm i'm nothing without it <laughs> <laughs> it has to stay <laughs> oh dear um who has the best well in terms of not i really like todd Campbell's hair actually he yeah. went through that awful phase where he cut it all off and then he was like, actually, this is a terrible idea and then had to grow it out. And I'm sure you went through that stage whenever you grew yours out. And that stage where it's like, well, basically mine, no, where it's no. horrible and nothing. And then you uh, get to a stage where it's either yours or Todd's and it looks it looks decent. 
I don't want to be one of those guys, you know, oh, like, oh, you never played the game, so you can't talk about football. But unless, if you've never had hair over one centimetre long, which a lot of males watching this probably haven't, then you, you don't know the half of it, honestly. <laughs> you just don't know. <laughs> but okay. we did have, quickly, we did have Trevor Chalaber on loan from Chelsea oh, yeah. with the half and half, um, mm-hmm. uh, which the Millwall fans, you've got bird shit in your hair, um, loved, so... Good. Very good. Uh, from one um, extreme of questions to the other, uh, Jules, hello, Ben and Jack. Following Hi, the Jules. lifting of restrictions, specifically allowing fans to attend sporting events, so whenever this happens, how many clubs would you predict are going to fold? My guess is that there will only be three pro leagues and no fans allowed until August 2022 at the earliest. That seems a long way away, doesn't it? I mean, it I can see where he's coming from, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, we're, we're then into the realms of really to have mass gatherings of, yeah, and even even a League One game with a few thousand people. The way you, the way you're crammed in, it's mm. it's you're in vaccine territory. Then, yeah. Um, we we see all sorts of estimates. January, um, next it could, could be an entire season behind closed doors couldn't it so um yeah that would probably be easier to take knowing that you're going into a season that it will be behind closed doors one because it's fair for everyone because the the um circumstance and the atmosphere will be the same for everyone throughout the whole season and and as fans i think once you know something is going to be happening for a while you can kind of adjust slightly but the thought for me right now of football returning behind closed doors is just the worst like i I would probably watch the Norwich games, but the, my my lack of care would be off the charts. I I honestly wouldn't I wouldn't care for it. It's odd, isn't it? You'd feel like they'd almost have to do something to the stadiums. To I mean, mm. I'm sure you've been to reserve games and things of that nature. Being a nerd, I like it because I like hearing what the players and the instructions that they're you know they're giving to each other and you know sitting close to the managers and you can have a real good earwig in and try and learn a bit from a layman's point of view. But you start to get into this Munch and Glad back and the cardboard cutouts and the um, <laughs> I'm sure as a Norwich fan you'll remember um, Mark Robbins scoring a hat trick in front of the um, mural yeah. in front of um, the Arsenal um, North Bank at Highbury, but yeah, the stadiums are just going to be, it'd almost be a case of putting, um, Aston Villa had an amazing drape at a playoff game I saw there. It's like, put the put the drapes down and cover those empty seats up and things like that. And But then, you know, level playing field, does that distract the players? Burr, burr, burr. I'm, I'm sure we're still going to have the advertising boards, Jack, if it's on TV yeah. though, aren't we? <laughs> It, that what you just said there shows how much how different we are. When when I go to reserve games and there's hardly anyone there and you can hear what they're saying, I just listen out for for the for the rude words they're saying. And, and Suarez on that on that game apparently was an absolute crap house. There was a it was an international game or a Barcelona game behind closed doors, and yeah, yeah. apparently I, I forget he was. I think he was playing against someone significantly worse than him as well, but still just yapping in their ear the the absolute whole game. So no, I I I enjoy the, I enjoy that side of it as well. Yeah, I always um I always love I love playing cricket, but I almost enjoy watching village cricket more because the sledging is it still get, there? Like, village cricket is it? Like forty year old sort of alcoholics behind the stubs like just <laughs> ripping into like 13 year olds and it's like this is amazing this is amazing like someone has paid their 10 pound subs 
drove from Yarmouth to Kings Lynn or something to just bully a 14 year old. I was like, <laughs> oh, this is excellent. <laughs> this is amazing. Oh dear. Uh, that's what I enjoy anyway. Um, oh, this is a good question actually. I'm sure, I'm sure you'll like this. Run Cycle Cake. That sounds like a, a nice little trio Run that says, which okay. Bundesliga club will you be following over the next few weeks? Oh Christ! I'm gonna try and tune in. I have I have hmm. procured a password for um, Saturday um, to watch oh, to watch BT, and I'm sure they're astronomical viewing figures that they're gonna get. <laughs> yes, yeah. I've got absolutely no idea. Um, run cycle cake the triathlon that I'd probably yeah. be probably be be better at. Um, um, I saw I'm... that the, the Bundesliga, the official like Twitter account was tweeting out um, for every Premier League club like a club that's sort of linked, whether that's... Okay. So, um, Schalke was Norwich because we signed, or Pookie was was linked there sort of thing. So, is there any, like, players you've signed? I'm, from- I'm sure the- some of the older fans will, from the European days, will have, you know, places they went and things like that. I think I'm just going to be watching from a... Like you were saying, how is this going to be behind closed yeah. doors are we going to be as we expected oh god at least some you know some football um obviously you it's entertainment you want to see the stars don't you so yeah. um you know the, the big clubs they're big clubs for a reason and they you know they draw more money and bigger audience for that reason but but our stars stars when there's no crowd <laughs> you know it's yeah they're just people running about a Football pitch. But then they, again, then? have you been watching the basketball thing with Michael Jordan? Even when I they haven't actually. No, I oh, need, love I that, Jack. Yeah. That. yeah. Even when they show clips of they got clips of them training and stuff. He he is. You do still think, oh Christ, it's Superman, you know? So oh, really? you know, maybe maybe um, behind closed doors won't matter for for, for the real yeah. superstars. I'm gonna follow Paderborn. I think they're um they're very much in a relegation well, trap. From watching your channel, you've you've done the pre-seasons there. You must have been to some of these places, mustn't you? Uh, we no, we didn't go to Paderborn. We went to uh, what? Uh, it was a Bundesliga two club. Um, oh my goodness, I've forgotten what they're called now. No, it wasn't Paderborn. The only reason is they're similar kind of size to Norwich, and Dennis Trebeni leads the line for them now. Um, the legend, the yeah, icon, the, the icon himself, and he Just, scored against he scored against uh, Bayern Munich actually against Munich. Jesus, yeah, 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 lovely goal, lovely, lovely goal. Um, um, just quickly, Jack, for everyone screaming at the radio, yes, Ipswich does have a link to Germany because our wonderful manager does like to remind us how successful he was in his playing career every now and then. So, um, of course, but yeah, it'd be a bit boring to go down that route, wouldn't it? <laughs> um, one question from Alex Bat: Thoughts on Peterborough United as a club, and any particular memories of playing them? Have you listened to um, Darren McCantony's podcast? I haven't. No, I follow him on. I follow him on Twitter. Is he? Is he good? I listened to the opening ten minutes, and that ha- well, I didn't have to switch it off. I, I switched it off just because I was. It, not a natural speaker, I don't think. No. He was just going over the same things over and over again. But I'm sure if you're a posh fan, it's nice to have your your director. Or whatever chairman communicating in a. Mm, I think we'll see we'll see more of that, um, particularly mm. down in the down in the lower leagues. Yeah, look, obviously there's the um, horrible seven-one on Sky TV under Paul Jewell, and it was Tommy Smith got just a complete humiliation, and Lee Tomlin 
destroyed us. So there's that <laughs> memory. Um, I actually quite like Peterborough as a club um, yeah. on the basis of this model of, right, the model of the club is we we can attract good up-and-coming strikers on the basis. We're going to play really open and create mm. a ton of chances and we will let... Jack Marriott, um, Asombolonga. Uh, God, there's been tons of them, haven't they? And, yeah. And they've got, you know, a couple of Ivan Tony and Dembele. It was Dwight Gale, Peterborough, as well, was he? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think, no, I think you're right. So I, I like that I like that model. Um, I've, I've disagreed with Joe on our podcast about it. He thinks it's a little bit overplayed, but I like the romance of, yeah, the, yeah. I, of the idea of, right, I'm a striker. I want to go and play for Peterborough because I want to be the next Jack Marriott or Dwight Gale or Asombolonga yeah. and... I'm sure Ivan Tony will, you know, be the next one off the production line, and then someone else will go in. So I like, yeah, I like, I like that model. I, I don't like the memories of the seven-one, but um, and I do remember Peterborough being incredible on one of the um, champ manager games, and oh, okay. Gareth Jellyman at left wing back, and Mark <laughs> Tyler in goal, and God, there was an Icelandic midfielder, and you literally didn't even have to sign anyone; you just rocketed up the leagues. It was great. I always kind of see Peterborough as a slightly smaller scale Brentford in in the way that they operate. Maybe it's to do with that kind of strikers and then selling them on for, for, for bigger money. I've always enjoyed going to Peterborough Stadium. Um, when well, I think we spoke a few weeks ago about this, kind of that, that first um, time like as, you're, as a teenager when you can go off on the trip off on the train and we always because Peterborough is quite easy to get to from from Norwich so we used to get the train from Yarmouth to Norwich Norwich to Peterborough and just go and watch if there was like no Norwich game just go and watch Peterborough on the on the Stanley Terrace because you don't see many of them in sort of um upper flight football games now so yeah I've always enjoyed Peterborough there was a lovely FA Cup game we had there um God, it must have been 2013 when we won 3-0, I think, and we just played some really nice football. And it's always nice playing when you're a club who hasn't played in front of standing terraces for a little while to go and stand on the terrace and watch your own club. That's great. That's really and, great. And I think, Jack, all you want as a, as a fan is to know what the model is. And if I'm a Peterborough yeah. fan, I know, oh, OK, no, the, the club is going to be secure whilst there's another Dembele or Tony or... Schmodix. We were linked with Schmodix as well, and then he Schmodic, bloody yeah. destroyed us for. Well, they, they, I'm sure they'll sign him, but he's on loan from from Bristol City. Um, but yeah, I like Peter. Massively. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to stop the questions there. We had loads. We're going to do a separate uh, Twitter questions, YouTube questions type video uh, maybe later this week actually. So if you have got any questions and you're watching this, just put them in the comments section of our of our YouTube videos. Okay, so um, how do we see the next sort of few weeks? playing out then well i think league one and league two are going to get canned and then if we get the points per game thing happen there at least that then sets a precedent um like we've said numerous times on this show already someone making a decision for others to follow um i think the players will go back on monday i think the premier league players will um will do that i think then it's just an eye on the horrible numbers in the rest of the yeah. world, isn't it? Is does people, you know, the the roads getting busier out there? Does people going back to work? Is that horrible yeah. rumbling infections and death rate going up? And um, we we need something soon, though, Jack. Um, particularly, um, I, I, I must say the the thing about the contracts is is good that you can yeah. you can give an extension 
Now, um, you got any loan? Have to accept it, do they? Um, as I understand, it's just an option. You can, if a player yeah. is done on June the thirtieth, you can extend for a for a month. Obviously, yeah, there's negotiation. Have you got any loan players at Norwich? Yeah, we've got a few. We've got um, uh, Duda, who was very highly rated and hasn't really done much. Um, we've yeah, there's a few others. The funny thing is, Ben, is like it's been so long without football. I probably couldn't name you what starting eleven we've. Oh, <laughs> so I, could re- I could remember the bloody league table, you know, and yeah. I, I can't tell you who's who's where. But yeah. the the loan thing now, so there's some steps forward, but it's all just linked into that wider thing yeah. of is the is the pandemic stabilising and staying down and are we keeping it down with the changes that are made and I think if we keep it down then yeah June the 12th June the 18th whenever I think they're gonna they're gonna try and go for it although I did see a very foreboding tweet I think it's, it's Mike Keegan he's the male I think saying that at the start of all of this he said that the Premier League would basically go through the motions do everything quote do everything they could and it would all be cancelled because it would yeah. be impossible. So I yeah. hope that I hope he's not right, but that's still the scenario. If, if in three weeks' time those horrible numbers are creeping back up, then no, there, there's not going to be yeah. any football. But you know, and for for the good of humanity, we need those numbers to come down, not just you know football. Massively. No, I think it's going to be really interesting to see how the how the Bundesliga. I know they're slightly further ahead in in terms of where we are, but one, how the games go ahead and how it looks and does it is it like watching football as, as we used to? And then also the sort of the coming weeks, has there been confirmed cases at clubs, things like that? I mean, we saw this week, didn't we? Brighton with, three with players, a few, yeah. yeah, three cases. So, But Jack, I think for a lot of people, what will really help is seeing some Bundesliga this weekend. And if we come out of that weekend and people are okay and yeah. there's not all well, of a sudden you know oh i actually saw a tackle and you know yeah. and because I, I get the comments every day jack on uh, oh how can you play football and we i try and explain over and again they'll be tested you know that yeah. we know that they don't have the virus you can you, you the whole social distancing thing is if you don't know but then the, yeah. there's the asymptomatic thing so i think getting through the first weekend of bundesliga and they're not being oh this guy and this guy and this guy and this guy will will hopefully put a lot of people because then people like me will then argue back that's how there you go look yeah yeah they they, well, they did it then haven't you like that's yeah, exactly all, that's all you need but it being the pessimist in this conversation slightly it could go the other way you could get confirmed cases and then and then it's like well the people who didn't want it to go ahead they have got evidence. oh absolutely. So, well and and jack they'll be right <laughs> you oh, know, yeah. you know yeah, yeah. like you say evidence is um you know i i know everybody likes to think that they're right in debates or whatever but evidence wins <laughs> wins yeah, debates and, and wins arguments so definitely anyway i think we'll we'll call it a day um for now thank you again for for watching one and all um if you've got any questions leave them in the comment sections and we'll be sure to answer them um, in the next episode of this because we've already got quite a few to rattle through off of Twitter. Um, Ben, have a good week, mate, and I'll see you again soon. And everyone watching, stay safe, um, be wise, and uh, what is it? Stay alert? That's what they're saying, isn't it? Stay alert. Do it. (laughs) See you later.